Welcome to BitCast on Podcast One, the video game podcast with the Axeman. Spoiler warning for a game from a year ago. Welcome back to the BitCast. It's me again, the Axeman. Nobody ever calls me that. It's Alex. I'm doing another episode on Persona 5, much like the one I did way back when I started. And this time I'm joined by two of my Persona 5 playing friends. Why don't you introduce yourselves? I'm Michael. And I'm Desiree. And we're all fans of Persona 5, so I decided that while we have this rare opportunity for us to all three be together while also in range of my laptop, I decided, hey, let's do a podcast episode about that. So we're going to talk about just kind of things we liked and disliked in Persona 5 because our big Persona 5 story is that Desiree and I were witness to Michael completing the game for the first time and... We were all exposed to his opinions, and we kind of shared ours back and forth as we kept going. So, let's start with everyone's general impressions of the game. Let's start with Desiree. Well, before I played Persona 5, my favorite game was Persona 3. I loved that game to pieces. But then Persona 5 came out, and it became my favorite. Ever? Probably, yeah. It definitely took over my favorite of the Persona series. Honestly, it might have taken over as my favorite in general. Alright. Uh, Michael, what do you think of the game overall? I have only played snippets of the 3 and 4. This was actually the first Persona game I played full all the way in. In fact, already on the second playthrough. But the general impression, I liked how it flowed and how the back and forth flashback. Oh, the framing device? Yeah. I like how they are framing it after every confidant as well, framing it to size impression of how you had this done. Well, I'm in a similar boat in that 5 is my new favorite of the series. I think I might have to replay 4 Golden just to be absolutely sure. I think 4 Golden is not on a... On, it's more impressive to me on a technical scale, even though 5 has a lot of quality of life improvements, but... A lot of Five's themes just kind of meant more to me, and I seem to generally prefer the Five soundtrack, and like, you guys know I'm always listening to music, so that's kind of a big deal for me, is if I like the soundtrack of one more than the other. <laughs> so, we're going to go into our first topic here, and we're going to talk about some of our favorite characters, and we're just, we're just going to keep the same order. So, Des, why don't you tell us about some of your first favorite characters? Well, from the beginning of the game, before I actually knew most of the characters, my favorite was probably Ryuji. For real? <laughs> yes, for real. But later on, Futaba became my favorite female character. I really like Futaba. And somewhere along the way, Akechi turned into my favorite character. It's probably a very unpopular opinion, but... It's kind of a divisive character, I've noticed in real life and online. Hmm. Perhaps. I just, I don't know. I've noticed I'm more drawn to the, his character types, where they're like, more of the villain characters. Alright. Michael, let's talk about your favorite character. Mine is actually, as you'll find out a little later, Des's least. But Yeah, you've got an interesting dynamic with each other. Uh, yeah, you'll notice that when you hear my least favorite. Um, Arn is actually the one I was attuned to the most. Um, she's 
the third one you meet and just when you go into a confidant especially it's more of a you learn what she's gone through she's also a transfer in Shujin? Shujin, yeah. And so her family is actually English, if you play the Japanese game, I think. Not not, not really. She's... Isn't she from America? Well, she's got some, you know, she's got some Western heritage to her. She's got a lot of Japanese in her, too. She's also very fluent in most of her subjects, which... No, she's not. She is smart. Well, she's fluent in English, at least. She's smart in English. She's good at English, but... I think she Don't you remember from the exams? She's as well, bad as Ryuji. But she still excels more than Ryuji at one subject. Okay. So I'm True. biased, but she's also the first one I went for. Romantically. Romantically. So, Alex? My favorite character was Yusuke, because I thought he was pretty darn funny. <laughs> and, you know, I like a character who's, you know, got an appreciation for art, because... You know, I've grown up in a house full of people who appreciate fine arts, even if we're not fine people. And <laughs> you know, he just had, like, really... I already said he's really funny. Like, sometimes I would just kind of go back into the in-game feature to replay dialogue and just keep listening to his lines over and over. And I also found he was a he was a really useful party member. Not Not everyone thinks he's the most useful, but I got a lot of mileage out of him. And he just, you know, he's just kind of one of those characters I'm drawn to. Is just, they're quiet but quirky at the same time. So that's why I'd say he's my favorite. So I guess we're going to go to our least favorites, in which Dez and Michael will just pick the same things but <laughs> flip-flop them. Dez, your least favorite character. My least favorite character is On. Mm. I, uh, I don't like her character. At all. Like, what's wrong with On exactly? Because I've always been kind of neutral about On. Honestly, I'm not sure if it's so much On herself. I don't really like On all that well as a character, but my biggest thing with her is I dislike how overtly sexualized everyone makes her. Hmm. It's interesting. I will give her that. The anime does sexualize her. So do you. I was wondering if, like, Michael hyping her up might have <laughs> kind of turned you away from On a bit more. What's bothering them is the whole... In the first arc of the game, it goes on about how she doesn't want to be over-sexualized because of Kamoshida. But then the yeah. rest of the game ignores that. Yeah, that always was kind of weird. It's like, uh, guys, did you... Did you just pay attention to your own villain here? Come on. Is, is Kamoshida on the writing staff? <laughs> is that all you got to say on On? Yeah. All right, so, Michael, your least favorite character. We flip-flopped. Moro Akechi would be my least favorite. Ez disagrees fully on this, but... I love that boy. You gotta think. Logically here, Des... He's an asshole. I know it. He's an asshole. He's a bad dude. He... He is evil. He, yes. More than evil. He's and not, I'm surprised we didn't good. catch on he's earlier because early in the game, when they go to the TV station, Borowakechi comes around the corner and he says, someone mentioned the word pancakes. Oh. Spoilers! Uh, I'll edit in spoiler warning. Only one person mentioned the word pancakes. Oh, you're talking about the pancake trap, and they did remember that when the time was right. They just didn't and really 
talk about it yet. That was Morgana. Who said that? Well, yeah, you're explaining the pancake trap, but what do you dislike about him? Because I remember every time you talk about him, like, you just don't like him because he stands in your way. And that was before he was a villain. He stands in the way. Main thing is he blackmails them. So does Makoto. He blackmails them more into doing what they want. And he's doing this all because he wants his father's attention. Like, I do. dude, are you that love-deprived well, that actually. you kill people? He is. Yeah. But he's killing people. That doesn't change that, his motive. That I'm not doesn't saying... excuse his actions, but... And therefore, because he kills people, and he blackmailed, therefore... But you, you disliked him before. Disliked. Yeah. You, you disliked I, him before. Like I said, you disliked him before. Before I found out all his stuff. It was only because he got in the way. But then when you learn about what he did. Now, this is interesting to me because you didn't like him because he got in the way. Does, does that mean you didn't agree with him or you just disliked him on principle because you're the person he was against? I disliked him because he was against us. So you didn't actually have any problem with his opinions on the Phantom Thieves not being just. They are just. If you say so. Okay. And now yours? My least favorite is, once again, I'm kind of detached from the two of you. I'm, I'm just kind of on my own track here. Which kind of makes me empathize with Yusuke a bit more. Maybe maybe that's another reason why he's my favorite. My least favorite would probably have to be Morgana. The mascot character feels kind of token. Like, they included him in the game because they wanted a mascot. Because they liked how Teddy worked out. And they even kind of poke fun at it at one point because they talk about the golden ratio and the silver ratio in class, how in Japan, rounder shapes are preferred, and that's why there are a lot of round, cutesy mascots. And at one point, when Morgana hears that, he's like, wait, why are you looking at me like that? (laughs) He's got a character arc, and he fits into the story perfectly fine, but, you know, you can still see the blueprints of, you know, marketing underneath him. Like, you know... That he's there to sell plushies and shirts at conventions like the one we're at now. Pretty sure we're sharing a room with a Morgana plushie as we speak. We are. It's hiding over there. But <laughs> on the table. Yeah, and that's just kind of the cynical part of me. But the rest of it is that I just don't like his personality. He's just really obnoxious and arrogant. And he never really gets better. Like, even then, he's got that, like, macho pride to him that... He won't admit that he's having a character arc. He's just like, oh, yeah, I suddenly decided everything's cool now. I will say this, though. I I will agree with Alex since we've been mentioning my playthrough. These two have heard me say I'm going to throw you out the window at least five times to that cat. Oh, yeah. And I I guess, you know, obligatory shout out to the fact that Morgana tells everyone to go to bed. (sighs) He told us to go to bed a little bit ago, too. I don't know. Oh, Des, do you have any feelings one way or the other towards Morgana? Well... I'm a little bit biased for the simple fact he's a cat. Mm, That's true. She's a cat lover. I love cats, so I'm a bit biased in that sense. I'll be honest, I actually don't like cats that much, but I was willing to give Morgana a chance at least, but he just didn't didn't really do it for me. He was useful in battle, though, I'll say that. Not as useful as Makoto. Honestly, Makoto's a better healer. No, Morgana's actually the better healer. Yeah. Because Morgana can get revives. Yeah, Makoto's thing is diversity in her moves. Mm. Also, I feel like nuclear element was harder to come by than wind. So I guess now that we've talked about our characters, let's talk about the palaces, which are kind of the meat of the game. 
when you're doing your phantom thieving. Every palace kind of had those moments that annoyed me. But in hindsight, there were moments that I really liked in each palace. So we're going to just kind of repeat ourselves and do favorite and least favorites. In this case, we all kind of had the same favorite palace. We all liked the casino palace. Mm-hmm. So let's just kind of, you know, adhere to tradition anyway and just kind of give our testimonials on the palace. What, what do you like about it, Des? In some ways, I'm kind of biased on this one, too, because for one, that's the only palace that Akechi is with you. <laughs> so I'm biased in that sense. The Goro factor. But I also like the casino because it was more straightforward in what you were supposed to do. And there wasn't like a lot of backtracking, per se. And I actually enjoyed the, uh, the Maze of Darkness. That was the low point of the palace for me. I enjoyed that. I liked it. I mean, what, what, do you have anything you'd like to say about the casino? Well, I am a little biased in a different sense. I myself am a bit of a what you'd say a gambler. So having a palace, I was actually in a casino. You're a gambler. Plus, a shut up. <laughs> shut up. I'm sorry. That. Okay. I'm, I'm unlocking Plus. Michael's tragic backstory over here. Plus, uh, at least I win. Do you, though? I mostly come out on top, except the time Des was with me. Anyway, it's also a little biased in the fact that Sai, I liked her character. And Sai was a cool character. Even though she is technically the villain, she's technically not the villain of this palace. Well, she's an antagonist, you could say. I mean, she has a palace, but she's not as evil as the actual plan that was being brought out in that palace. Well, yeah, she was kind of a pawn, but she still had a palace of her own. It's, it's kind of like Futaba that way. Yes, mm-hmm. but at least Futaba's was good. Sai is good down deep. Because uh, she helps you in the end, too. Sai actually... Technically, once... didn't it... Um, they never actually stole Sai's treasure. Nope. No, they, they didn't. didn't steal she the changed treasure. her heart on her own. Yep, she was mm-hmm. the first one to change on her own. I kind of thought that would figure into gameplay a bit. I thought that would mean that you could go back to the arena and get points and prizes throughout the end of the game, but that never happened. Nope. Because um, technically, after she had her change of heart herself, the palace disappeared. Well, kind of. There was a bit of a delay because their secret plan involved the cognition of the police they station. Well, I like the palace for mainly aesthetic reasons. I always like, you know, the flashy casino arcade biomes and video games. And... It just really felt like a lively party, and, you know, it's not that I feel one way or the other very strongly about Goro, but it is the only palace where you have the full cast with you, and the background music is pretty awesome. I would like to give a special shout-out as, like, kind of a second favorite dungeon, since we were all talking about the casino. I really liked the Museum Palace. kind of felt, like, gameplay-wise, it was, like, a good, you know, step up from the castle... And other than that one trip back into the real world, it was more concise than the castle was because they had to pad that out with exposition and stuff. You also get Yusuke, and you also get relaxing Kodo music in the background. So, good second palace, I think. Maybe not the best palace in the game, but I think it was a good kind of, you know, sophomore adventure. (laughs) It was a sophomore adventure, I mean. There are things about each of the palaces that were good. And things that weren't so good. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a perfect transition into our least favorite palaces. If I'm noticing you two match. 
Yeah, we do. We have the same least favorite palace. So maybe we'll break the order and let you go first, Michael, since you're kind of the outlier. So surprise, I'm the outlier. Futaba's <laughs> um, palace. Um, one, I didn't like it because we find out apparently a Persona user can have it. Well, she wasn't a she Persona wasn't user, user yet. Uh, but she got it during the palace. And that's what causes the palace to, to eventually... Collapse. Yeah. But another thing was the Sphinx at the end had a trick I did not like dealing with. Oh, yeah, the pouncing attack. Yeah, like... But didn't they, like, all the bosses kind of have a they, secret trick? Yes, and now that they I think they used that a lot more in this game than they did in 4. But like, only Teddy had that in 4. There was, like, a very bad one, and it wasn't in this palace, but there's another one later on that had an even worse one than her. Mm-hmm. But still, I did not like her pounce attack. Well, and the if, fact if, that... If we're talking about, like, palace bosses and what was really annoying about them, Shido yeah, just Shido kept was... coming back. <laughs> it's like a Dragon Ball Z villain. Yeah. Yeah. He kept getting more powerful, but that's not the topic right now. We're not talking about bosses here. So, why did you dislike Futaba's palace? I did not or... like her puzzles. Okay, that's fair. Her puzzles, for me, were one of the more harder ones. Because, like, I could do the space station's little tunnel trick. Not really good with puzzles. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'll I'll be fair. I also didn't like Futaba's palace very much. It would probably be my least favorite, if not for the one that Dez and I picked. Because, well, for one thing, the music is kind of relaxing, but it also just kind of keeps repeating over and over. And the puzzles, like... They're just recycling themselves after a while. You can tell that they're just... It's the puzzle from two rooms ago, but now it's like this. And they just do that for the entirety of the palace. And the fact that you keep almost making it to the treasure, but there's a new wall in the way. It's just like very naked padding of the palace. So I'll agree that it's not one of the better ones. It was kind of interesting with the town stuff, but then they threw it away. They didn't really do much with that. It was just kind of at the very beginning, just to get the map. Yeah, that was a very unique thing they did, and they kind of ruined it. So what was your twos? I didn't really dislike, per se, any of the palaces, but I didn't like how the uh, fifth palace, Okumura Space Station, I didn't like how it dragged on. I can remember while I was playing it, during that entire arc, anytime I stopped playing the game, I just dreaded actually going back to the game and having to go back through that palace. Although, uh, once I actually was playing the game and I was in the palace, then it was fun. Well, fun-ish. Yeah, I felt like it went on for a little too long also. It's just like, after every new section, they're like, all right, we're almost at the treasure. And it's like, you said that two sections ago. <laughs> and it kind of does the same thing as Futaba's palace. It's not as bad about it or where like repeats set pieces and puzzles, but they still do it to an extent, but it really does just kind of go on forever. I mean, you gotta find the robot manager. Now you gotta find another one. Now you gotta find another one. Now you gotta play with the broken conveyor belts and the hydraulic presses, and then they mix and match all those, and then you get the airlock maze, which is never fun, for me (laughs) at least. Like, I just kind of randomly kept going until I finally got it. And it didn't, it. it didn't take too long for me to do it, but what was the trick? You got to count. Great math. <laughs> I love doing math in my video game. 
That's all it took for me. You had to count. I, I just pattern. I just went for the one that seemed most logical. Although most of the part of the time I had to go back and one time I think I actually started going in a circle because I didn't know what was going on. Well, that's also where the pattern comes in. You got to kind of do a little memory trick. I think I think another problem I had with it was that hiding places were a little scarce, especially in the airlock section. Mm-hmm. Also, the background music i liked it but it got a little grating after a while especially with how long the palace keeps going and they had all this dramatic all these moments of attempted pathos where the robots are dying and haru's like oh no my father's so evil and it's just like yeah we're, we're kind of on the fifth palace we, we're kind of used to this kind of thing by now and i mean i know we gotta condition haru to this but you know i feel like you know, maybe, maybe show, don't tell. Yeah, I did not like that palace very much. Maybe I'd like it more on a second playthrough when I kind of have a better idea of what to expect. I think Michael, when we watched him play it, well, we only watched him play like the first half of it, but he went through it generally faster than we did, or at least than I did, but he also had us coaching him. That's another thing why I didn't really have a least favorite palace, because by the time I got to, I think it was Okumura's palace, I was a decently higher level than all the others, and I had Ryuji's insta-kill ability. Was that before or after flu season? I think it's before flu season. I grinded a lot in mine. Yeah, you were... I noticed you were actually a lot higher level than either of us were before Michael started grinding. I was probably the lowest leveled out of all of us playing the game. <laughs> I cheated when I grinded. I used flu season on the Weeper. Yeah, you used the trick there. Like I didn't even do that. I just kind of. It's a guaranteed five levels. Well, it's I... it's it's only guaranteed if he has the flu. Yeah. He might not have it. I do it on each floor of Manitas. Point is, you were both higher level than me, so that kind of colored our perceptions of how the game was. Yeah, I was trying to go for a completionist playthrough. I can't I beat the twins. Another. Is it okay if I go? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Another least favorite palace, or well, maybe not a least favorite per se, but another thing I didn't like about a different palace, Shido's palace. Uh-huh. The the excessive amount of those mazes. Oh, the rat mazes? I actually liked the whole, you know, them turning into the little rats, because I thought that was adorable. But those actual mazes got very repetitive. I'll agree with that. It was actually a lot more difficult to avoid the enemies when you're in rat form. Yeah, no one really seems to like the rat mazes. I didn't mind them as much. They were annoying, but, you know, I was kind of numb from Okumura's palace. (laughs) Uh, I was just like, uh, you know what, it could be worse. Like, I was actually Mm -hmm. talking to someone about it. He was actually a little surprised that I hated Okumura's palace more than the rat mazes. Honestly, I'm 50-50 with those. Because they were repetitive, but at the same time, they were so cute. I think maybe if... I don't remember how many of those there were. I want to say three or four. But there... I think if there were two, it would have been fine. And if they were spread out... A little more spread out. And they were all kind of very similar to each other. Yeah. In design. And to be honest, it doesn't really feel 
appropriate for the palace you're in? You're just on a cruise liner. What does turning into a mouse have to do with any of this? Mm-hmm. And you're already kind of looking for like these mid-bosses all around the ship. It kind of feels like padding a little bit. Like That's the problem I have with a lot of the palaces, actually, is the padding feels very blatant, very clear that they don't want you to get to the treasure just yet, but they've kind of run out of ideas after a few rooms. <laughs> Do you have any feelings on the Shido Palace? No. Okay. Because. No. Do you have any feelings on any of the palaces other than the ones we've already talked about? It's not a palace. This is the one I'm thinking of. Are you talking about Mementos? The Mementos. What about it? The end one. Oh, the final palace. The, the prison at the bottom. Mm-hmm. You have certain feelings about it? We were talking earlier about how bosses have a gimmick. I hated that one more than anything. Oh, uh, are you talking about how the final boss had that super mega, oh no, hide your children charge attack? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, if you're a certain level below a certain level at that point, you... I mean, it is the final boss. Well, yeah, but still, I mean, if you had the right kind of element, though, it stops it. Hmm. All right, well, let's move on to things like our favorite confidants. We're obviously going to exclude the party members, since we kind of talked about them earlier. <laughs> We're also going to exclude Sai and Igor, because they're automatically moving ones, and Igor barely qualifies anyway. <laughs> For obvious reasons. So, Des, your favorite confidant? My favorite is probably Hifumi, because she was the girl that my protagonist ended up dating. Mm-hmm. And she has some really good abilities that you get from leveling up her social link. Oh yeah, you just meet her the one time. You can already trade party members in battle on Joker's turn. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a good ability. Like, So, do you favor her confidant route more for her abilities than for the story arc or anything? Or? I liked her story route, too, but... She is probably my favorite because of her abilities, mostly. Okay. I admittedly didn't get to the end of her route. There are a lot of ones I didn't get to the end to this time. And I think there's only one that I saw the ending of that I didn't actually do myself was when we watched Michael doing the Kawakami confidant route. Mm -hmm. She Mm -hmm. had some good abilities, too. Her massage ability. And one of them that I did that I don't think either of you did, I know Michael didn't do, but Yoshida, oh, yeah, he's the like, politician. He's like one of the two that I didn't even get to I'm start. I'm doing my playthrough. He has time. some really good abilities. Yoshida was actually my first max confidant. Honestly, it's actually a toss-up between which one's my favorite, Hifumi or Yoshida. Mm-hmm. I really liked Hifumi's abilities more than you get from her. And she was the one that my character dated. But honestly, I think I liked the story with Yoshida more. I heard it's a good one. I didn't, like I said, I didn't get to start that one, but I'd kind of like to give that a chance on my second playthrough. I did. What do you think of it? I, I like it. I don't like political stuff in general, but... Mm. I don't I don't really like political stuff either, but I don't know. I, I really feel for Yoshida. Uh, Michael, what confidant did you say was your favorite again? Ironically, it's one Des didn't start on her first playthrough. I did start it. I just Which never didn't do as far it. as me. Uh, Shinya Oda, um, otherwise known as the Gamer Kid. The Get Smoked guy. Yes. <laughs> People remember um, his hat more than they remember him. Part of 
this is the fact that in order to get him, you first have to get Mishima high enough. Because you have to have Mishima give you the quest about the cheater in Mementos. Is that really connected to Mishima? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it's connected. Uh, yeah, actually, I think he does kind of warn you about that guy. Mm-hmm. In order to see the kid in the arcade, because he won't show up until then. I've noticed that. I hated that mission that Mishima gave you because I thought I broke my game so I actually turned it off and restarted it and then I looked it up like did I legit break my game if only you waited an extra turn I know I was so (laughs) mad because once I went back in I I, I didn't do anything in mementos Persona is a patient gamer's game yes but his abilities help a lot especially if you're a completionist who's trying to get every persona because his ability will instant down the personas if you have bullets yeah it'll and also gives you more bullets so which is really good yeah, that is good. I actually didn't get very far with him myself, because by that point I figured, oh, you know, the damage has been done. But it was actually interesting to see what some of the other abilities are that now I'm kind of more motivated to talk to him on my next run of the game. And you all are going to do Kawakami on your next run, too, because of her. Well, I started with hers, but it's just I didn't She's like... She's so expensive. Yeah. In the long run. Oh, guys, get rich. Oh, if only life was that easy. <laughs> so, my favorite... And I'll admit this is more for character reasons, because I didn't use the benefits of this very much. My favorite was Sojiro Sakura, you know, new Dojima. <laughs> <laughs> Let me explain. Uh, he's just, you know, I like his character type. You know, he's the, the gruff old guy, but he's got a heart. And, you know, eventually they work Futaba into the scenes with him. And I always liked the dynamic that he and Futaba and Joker had with each other. They were kind of like a makeshift family. It was adorable. Mm-hmm. 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 It, it was really sweet. Although, I am actually quite sad. I never got his social link that far because I got stuck in that giant gap between, mm. was it rank three and four or four and five? I don't quite remember. See, here's the problem with his link. You can't get too far with him until after, uh, after Futaba has been known. I know that, but I had Futaba, and I had to keep hanging out with him and hanging out with him and hanging out oh, with yeah, him. Oh, yeah, the kindness requirement. No, I, I had all the stuff. Oh, actually, it I... It was just, there was this... I heard a trick. There's actually a trick to this, is that hanging out with him, like, that, that kind of works, but you get more points with him if you actually agree to work while he's there, and he'll be impressed with your work ethic. <laughs> and that'll make him like you more than if you just hang out with him. <laughs> Which I didn't know until after I spent the entire game grinding to be buddies with him. <laughs> but, you know, Sojiro and Futaba, they both really got me to grind the kindness stat up because I wanted to give them both the happy endings they deserved. You know, Sojiro, he really, he really grew on me as the game went... You know, he, he goes from just being new Dojima to just turning into, like, you know, he's... Brojiro Sakura. <laughs> I think I only maxed out him and Kawakami, he other was, than the party members of two. He was one of the few confidants that I maxed out that weren't party members either. And I only think that because if you look at the gifts I have, it shows Kawakami, him, on and Ryuji. And I think you only get the gifts if they're ranked 10. Mm. Did you not talk to everyone? Because I know you maxed out more than that. 
Yeah, you maxed out Mishima. Well, yeah. Mishima's automatic, isn't he? No. no. Oh. He's just very easy to max out. Yeah. Then I guess you have Mishima. He's too. very easy to please. Our least favorite confidants. Des, you go first. My least favorite would probably be Oya for the simple fact that I didn't find her all that relevant. Well, she's actually surprisingly pretty relevant compared to most of the confidants because she helps you out during the Madarama and Kaneshiro arcs. During that, she's relevant, but I'm meaning more like her abilities. Oh. Because they're pretty much just the same ability, it just it gets a bit better and a bit better. And, and honestly, if you're really good at, like, hiding and stuff, like, I was pretty good at that. So her <laughs> ability I wasn't. wasn't that useful to me. It's just, like, imagine Sai coming into, like... The bar where Oya is like, right now you're useless to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a sad scene. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Oya is generally one of the lesser popular characters for that reason. Like she's not really, she doesn't really have the most useful confidant ability. It's basically training wheels. And I'm actually glad that something like that does exist in the game. But yeah. not a lot of people seem to need it. It is very useful in a way. It's useful on paper. Yeah. Michael, your least favorite. Mishima. Tell us about our special boy, Mishima. Special boy. Oh, God. Well, I will admit his abilities are good for backup party members. However, my least favoritism of him is due to the backstory behind it. Like... Really, he was only the aficionado website holder. And overall, his confidant were, like, less enjoyable than the rest. Yeah, you didn't really enjoy his character arc? Nope. I mean, I guess it makes sense because most of his story is where he's trying to ride on your fame. On mm -hmm. the fame of the Phantom Thieves. Yeah, he's kind of secretly a jerk. Yes, that is proven by his shadow. Yeah, well, I mean... Hint, hint, he's in Mementos. Everyone has a shadow when you think about it, but he's the only instance where the confidant themselves is the villain of the arc. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He, he kind of freaked me out a few times, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's always a good start. He was a perv! <laughs> oh. They were all pervs. You can prove it. Morgana was not. Morgana just... always talking about Lady On. Uh, uh, need I remind you? He was the only guy in the car during Futaba's Palace that did not look. And might I remind you that An pointed out that it's probably only because Morgana physically couldn't peep on her? <laughs> Beside point. Yeah, Mishima is kind of, uh, I liked him well enough and I liked his ability. And I kind of like how flawed he is. It makes him more human in a way. Yeah, yeah. And that's something that... Persona gets a lot of praise for is how human a lot of the characters feel. And to be honest, I can kind of relate to him in some ways. Like, we were watching, like, that final scene where he's telling Joker, he's like, oh, you know what, I might screw up a few times, but, yeah, I'll do my best for you. And it's just like, okay, I can, I can feel that. I've been there. I'm still there. And also, I just kind of liked Mishima for the fact that he's just this guy who keeps reoccurring throughout the entire game. <laughs> And I, I, I need that character type. I need the character who just keeps showing up randomly. <laughs> My least favorite confidant is probably EY, the airsoft shop clerk. And it's not because of the character or the arc. It's because I barely got to see any of it. 
And the reason I barely got to see any of it was because your gut stat was actually pretty hard for me to raise. Okay, so you have five entire levels of gut stat. That's, that's basically your courage. The game has the social stats. They've, they're holding on to that tradition. Very early on, you're introduced to the idea of having him as a confidant, but your, your guts needs to be at level four, which is very unlikely on a first playthrough. So every time you go in there to buy weapons or sell junk, you're tempted with the opportunity of talking to him, but you can't because your guts are too low. And that goes on for most of the game. And while I do get that they kind of needed, you know, to give you like something to work for, I feel like it was still a little ridiculous. Like they should have at least introduced it later on or lowered the stat entry. Like, you can still have the max guts to finish his confidant, but, you know, maybe make him, like, level three guts oh, at least. crap. I need max guts to finish him? We've talked about I, this, Michael. I only have four. I, I technically <laughs> finished the game with only four ranks of guts, too. And I only got, like, maybe one rank with EY because of it taking so long to get the, the stat that high. About the social stats and confidants, it wouldn't have been so bad if once you enter the final one, and I'm not talking Final Palace, mm -hmm. I'm talking once you enter Mementos, there's no way back out to talk to the confidants. Once the Final Palace is done and Shido is done, and you go to the Mementos one, that's it. Oh yeah, There's no way back out. That's kind of part of the game, you gotta be ready by the certain day. But what I'm saying is the barrier to entry for EY's Link was a little ridiculous, and while I did eventually see some of the Link, I like it, and I think it's mostly just harmed by the barrier to entry. That's a complaint that a lot of people have about Haru, and she's actually the other one that I didn't even get to start. I didn't start her either. Mm. I think I got to rank two with her. Hmm. I actually maxed out my proficiency sooner than I did. Well, you also need proficiency to finish Yusuke. Unfortunately, I didn't finish Yusuke either. Oh, I got so close. <laughs> I was pretty close, too. What really bothered me was I was one rank away from maxing Futaba. Ah, uh, one rank away. Just one. I maxed her out, at least. I got Sakura family taken care of. <laughs> I, I do want to give a shout out to another confidant that me and Dez didn't really like very much was Chihaya Mifune, the I fortune loved teller. I loved her. It's just, it took so much to get it started. It does the same with Kawakami. But... No, 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 no. To get... Chihaya had a higher price in the beginning and a Mementos mission. To start Kawakami, first of all, the scene where you first meet her as the maid is automatic like that happens no matter what from there the ranks happen every time you can afford to bring her over which i didn't like but that's a different story with Tihaya, you had to buy the fake stone you had to break and the fake stone was really expensive by the way and i was hurting for money so i had to buy the fake stone then you have to okay i don't remember the exact order of events but after buying the fake stone you gotta go back to her on another day and talk to her then you gotta do a Mementos mission. And then you gotta talk to her again. Like, all this is like three or four different days 
if she's out there on all those days, it might be raining or a bad season or something. And none of these things get you a rink with her. No, this, this is, is all... the prequel to the rink one. But see, I think that's where the politician comes in. His ability to con money out of people. No, that, that only works on shadows. That's not gonna... Well, okay, yeah, actually, I see where you're going with this now. But okay, let the record show Michael was right about something for once. <laughs> but... Okay, yeah, like, I guess the confidants can kind of help each other out a little bit, but I didn't start him out because I wasn't really, I didn't really know I could get that ability from him, so I had to do all that just to start Chihaya's Link, and to be honest, once I got her fortune-telling services, that's all I really wanted. I didn't really want anything else from her. I just kind of used her to help boost my kindness for the Sakuras, and then my charm to eventually go out with Makoto. So she it was just kind of a tool to be used for me. <laughs> <laughs> Our next subject is confidants that should have been. Des, why don't you go first like usual? Okay. In Persona 3 and 4, you joined clubs. That's how you got part of your social links. Uh -huh. So while I can understand, you know, not being able to, like, join... A club in five because of your record being leaked at the very beginning most clubs probably wouldn't allow you but it still would have been kind of nice or even like hanging out with the newspaper girl that's usually standing in the hallway she'll actually talk to you when you talk to her but I did notice there's like a it took a while for it to register to me but there wasn't really a lot to do at school other than like the functional stuff or seeing on Ryuji or Haru or Makoto. So you didn't really have a lot going on at school and yeah, like it like you said, it's probably because, you know, they wanted to kind of help sell the fact that Shujin is a very impre very oppressive environment and you're not welcome here. They're not gonna make you feel welcome. This isn't the sunshiny happy time of Persona 4 where you can join the basketball team and the coach is already thinking of making you the captain. <laughs> That's a thing. It would have been nice to kind of get a little more going on at school. I'm wondering, for all these confidant ideas we have, like, what they could possibly offer you, but I guess, you know, that's just kind of its own thing. Michael, who's a character you thought should have been? I have an answer for that. I hope so. <laughs> Lala Escargo. Yeah, Lala-chan. Now, let me explain. To go with what Alex just said, what they could offer you. Lala is a great bartender. Cross-dressing! Cross-dressing or disguise? Disguise. That would make a very interesting mechanic in, in the palaces. To blend in with the shadow palaces. I didn't think of that. Escargo, Lala could help you. Also, her abilities in the bar were helpful too. Plus, it could be something to do with talking to... Uh, shadows as well, something more with negotiation. Well, that would kind of step onto Yoshida's territory. Yeah. That's true. But no, wasn't Yoshida mostly for... Negotiations. The yeah. money? No, no, that's just one of the things he gives that's you. That's just one oh. of the perks. It seems like he... It, it, I'm not very far with him. Well, that's like his most useful thing but for a lot of people. he has yeah. at least two abilities that deal with money. Every confidant's perks kind of affect different areas of the game. The nice. Yoshida's is the negotiation. I'd say then probably Lala Chan, if she was a confidant, would mostly be used for the disguising and blending into a palace bedding. Oh More the hiding, maybe. That could be a very cool mechanic to add to palaces to make them more 
make some of them more like diverse and interesting. Look at Michael with the surprise good idea. That actually is a really good idea. I like that. Oh, he's been holding out on us. <laughs> I didn't want to tell you that ahead of time. You wouldn't have been a surprise. Mm, well played. I never saw it coming. <laughs> So other than Lala, the other obvious answer is Shiho. I don't really know what would what she would offer you in terms of gameplay benefits, but really I just kind of want to see more of her and see her doing better. I kind of grinded ground. I kind of rushed through on social link, confidant, because I knew that Shiho would come back in rank 9. I just wanted her and On to be together again. <laughs> like I they they could do almost anything with it. It's like I, I just want you know more of her because she's she's a very liked character. I get why she's not a confidant though, due to what happens. Yeah, but but at rank nine with on, you find out that Shiho is going to a different school. Well, that's not really. But she could she. To be fair, Yusuke goes like, to a different yeah, school. Yeah, she could just like transfer to like. Yusuke's school or Akechi's school and still be in the area? Yeah, I do like to think that at rank 10, this will happen to me doesn't work as a deterrent because we had a guy who died at his rank 10 in Persona 3, so they could figure something out for Shiho, I'm sure. Too soon. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know, like, my answer isn't as thought out as the Lala Escargo answer, but yeah, that, that's basically it. And we're going to have, like, a final subject. We're just going to talk about some of our favorite songs, because I always like to have favorite songs. And, you know, just kind of, kind of talk about, like, you know, what we like about them, that kind of stuff. Whatever comes to mind. Des, why don't you start again? My favorite song was probably Rivers in the Desert. And to be honest, I can't really tell you why I like that one more than all the others. Well, I mean, it's, it's good if there's that. Well, yeah, it is good. It's really good. It and the opening song, those are probably my two favorites. I really like the wake way they up, sound. Get up, get out there. Yeah, wake up, get up, get out there. I mean, the the opening for the anime and the ending for the anime, they're, they're good too. Out of like rivers in the desert, uh, do you prefer like the instrumental version or the lyrical version? Where's the instrumental version? It uh, usually just plays during the first phase of the Shido fight when he's got oh. the lion and stuff. I actually like the uh, the version with lyrics. Okay. It is kind of reserved for, like, you know, the significant bosses of the game. I feel like they kind of, as weird as it is to say, they kind of overused it. Because it's like, see, after you fight Shido, the next significant boss is the Grail. You fight it three times, two of them are duds. All three times it plays Rivers in the Desert. It's like, okay, I get it. And all three times it's the lyrical version, too. I would have, at the very least, I would have made it only lyrical for the time where you actually beat it. Mm -hmm. Michael, your favorite song. Last surprise. Now, is I can't tell you why for sure, but was that this? I think Last Surprise was the one that sounded like Wake Up, Get Up. No, you're... Uh, if you're thinking the music on the last day of the palace, that's life will change. Mm, but last surprise, you know that's that's the meme song, the you'll never see it coming one. Yeah, you'll never see it coming. That's oh yeah, that's okay. that's the standard fight theme. I do like the fights. I don't know. I just like upbeat songs. Yeah, well, it didn't really feel upbeat to me. It kind of felt laid back and slick, yeah. kind of which. 
is a mood that you don't usually get in RPG mm -hmm. battles. Really fits the stylish nature of the game. So I can see that. And, you know, of course, the memes. <laughs> the DNA of the soul. Okay, rounding out our trilogy of all of us being drawn to battle music. I think I said this last time, but my favorite song is Blooming Villain, which is the regular palace boss theme at the end with all the guitars and stuff. When we were watching Michael play the game, I would always talk about it whenever it was playing or whenever we were watching the animation together. I was always like, oh, it's this one and stuff. It's just, you know, really good as a climax for... We've been spending like the last like four hours of gameplay at least figuring out what a piece of trash each character is. And now we finally get to beat the stuffing out of them. And with this music playing in the background, it just, you know, it just all comes together really great. A little disappointed for the few occasions where they decided to play something else instead. <laughs> so I think that about does it for the Persona 5 episode. We all had a lot more to say than I thought we would. Yeah, this is a little long of an episode. Yeah. Well, Michael, Desiree, are there any last words or any shout-outs you want to give or anything before we say goodbye? La la for DLC. That would be cool. <laughs> All but right. is best boy. And with that lie. <laughs> hey. Okay, so before they kill each other, I would just like <laughs> to say that if you like the Bitcast, you can always listen to more episodes on Podcast One's website and the Podcast One app. You can also find the episodes on iTunes. So you can consider subscribing and sharing with your friends. In the meantime, I've been the Axeman, and I will see you on the next one. Listen to Bidcast anytime on podcast1.com and on the Podcast One app.